Okay, Offsiders, welcome to episode 5 of Offside Talk. I am your host, Nims, and I'm here with my co-host, Fats. How are you going, Fats? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, Champions League groups have been drawn as of today, or this morning, and there are some cracker groups. Um, I'm ready to get the show on the road. Yeah, same here. Uh, just before we start our show, Fats, I want to talk about a promotion that we're currently running on our Facebook page. Uh, we're giving away two copies of FIFA 20 on a console of your choice. Now, to win the game, what do we have to do, Fats? All you got to do is just head over to our Facebook page, like our Facebook page, which is Offside Talk Official, and tag one or, if not, hundreds of your friends on which one you would absolutely smash in FIFA. As yes. simple as that. Sounds good. So I can go on, that friend that I like to stir up anyway, tag their name in, and I go into the draw to win a copy of the game for myself and my friend. And look, let's be realistic. Even if you can't hammer them, put yourself in the draw to win at least. Yeah, definitely. The more times you tag people, I mean, you can tag 100 people and that gives you 100 more chances to be chosen. It just means that the friend that wins it with you is going to be a little bit different. That's exactly right. So head over to our Facebook page, like it, tag all your friends, boost your chances by liking us on Instagram and also subscribing to us on YouTube. Okay, Fats, let's uh, get this show started. Uh, we'll start off with our EPL uh, predictions for match day four, and then we'll move on to the Champions League groups. Uh, you want to start off with that first match? Yeah, we have Southampton hosting Manchester United. Now, Manchester United coming off a loss against Crystal Palace. Some might consider that a bit of a shock of the round. Um, and Southampton, not exactly in the best of forms, but I reckon United, with the, with the team that they have, the strength that they have, I don't know if some of the United fans also want to consider being happy that Alexis Sanchez has now left, but I reckon I reckon they'll get off to a, a good weekend this week. Yeah, I think uh, they've got to make up for what they did last week. Um, Just, and as you said, Southampton he hasn't started strong either. They so. haven't started too strong. Um, I reckon... Even if they did, a team like United are, uh, are moving in a much more positive manner than what they did over the last three, four years, I, I don't think these games would, should affect them too much. Just stick to their penalty strikers. I reckon just just play your game rather than trying to be all fancy. Yep. As long as they finish, I think they'll take this game. Uh the second game for the weekend is Crystal Palace against Aston Villa. Yeah, so both these teams are coming off big wins, actually. Crystal Palace winning away at Old Trafford. Um, it was a very, very late goal. But Aston Villa, now, they didn't get off to the best of starts in the Premier League. Mistake after mistake, ended up with two losses at the beginning. But they managed to get a win last week. Mm -hmm. um, with both these teams flying at the moment, well, I shouldn't say flying, but more positive note, I think with Crystal Palace at home, they should be able to take this one out. Uh, I've gone. I mean, I feel bad anytime I try and take Aston Villa, take points off Aston Villa when I'm tipping. Um, biggest spenders in the league. Uh, I, I've tipped this one to be a draw, Fats. Look, um, I reckon it can go either way. Um, mm. We've seen it last week with a few matches where we expect some teams to do, to do well, mm -hmm. but a red card, an injury or a problem just turns the game on its head. Yeah. In the third fixture for the weekend, we've, of course, got your team there, Chelsea playing Sheffield United. I've got Chelsea for an easy win for this one. I mean, the pressure's off the, the strikers. You've got Abraham, who scored two last week. Mount scored one. Um, if they can keep up that attacking pace. I mean, they, only, they, they weren't comfortable last week, but I think this should be an easier game for them personally. Oh, look, at the end of the day, 
yeah, they got the win that they needed against Nor- um, Norwich. But Norwich wasn't exactly the pushover that people expected this year. Now, they did play the game well. There were still a few mistakes. I reckon a team that was more gelled up, more more ready for the occasion, could have made Chelsea pay that day. Um, but Stanford Bridge, a win. Tammy Abraham, like you said, scoring two goals. Mason Mount slowly finding his groove. I think Chelsea should hopefully go to a comfortable victory and start, start moving in that direction where... Teams such as Sheffield or other teams that have been promoted or just making more Stamford Bridge a, a bit of a fortress like it used to be. Uh, the fourth game for this week, we've got Newcastle against Watford, two teams that I personally think are like a little bit all over the joint at the moment. Uh, I tipped Newcastle to win the first two games, I think, from memory, and they disappointed. And the week that I didn't tip them to win... They won. So, um, and it was against Tottenham Hotspur, wasn't it, Fats? Yeah, it was a, in my opinion, that was the shock of the round. I mean, Crystal Palace did beat Manchester United, but Newcastle beating Tottenham at home, that's a massive thing. Yeah, so because of that, I've tipped Newcastle to win this week playing at home. I mean, Watford haven't been crash hot, but um, they have surprised as well. I think Newcastle will take this one. Yeah, I'm joining you on that one. I think Newcastle might extend Watford's problems in the Premier League. They are the only team with three losses in a row. They are bottom of the ladder. Um, Going to a team that's uh, on a bit of a high, considering they just beat Tottenham, I think Watford is in for a sort of a bad week this week. Mm. Uh, Man City playing at home against Brighton. Now, Brighton have... Have excited me this season. Of course, having the two Australians on the team, uh, they've been playing well. But I think this one's a giveaway. I, I, it's hard to go against Man City with how they've opened up this season. Look, at the end of the day, they are the Premier League champions. They are led by one of the the best managers in the Premier League, if not working his way up to one of the best managers of all time. They probably have one of the biggest deaths in football at the moment, yet alone England. Um, I reckon. The City team that will most likely go on will most likely hammer Brighton. Brighton haven't gotten off to a bad start. They did lose last week. They were down to 10 men early in the game, which ended up losing three points, I reckon. Going 10 men for nearly 60 minutes is it would be pretty destructive for most teams. But travelling to, to the Etihad against the Premier League champions, the way they're playing at the moment... I think three points to Man City. Yeah, and I'm think I'm predicting a big win as well. Uh, multiple goals. Uh, we've got West Ham playing Norwich. It's it's hard to go against Norwich this season, even though they're away from home. I've tipped Norwich to win this away from home. Yeah, I've got Norwich winning this as well. Um, West Ham did win last week, but I'm only going with no- um, Norwich because West Ham beat Watford. And as I've previously stated, Watford isn't exactly the greatest team at the moment. Not gelling, not scoring properly, not moving properly. I think I think Norwich, with the way they're playing, I reckon Pukki to get on the score sheet again. Increased goal tallies, I reckon he's, he's probably on the way to first to first play to 10 goals at the moment, the way he's playing. Yeah. Whether it's big team or small team, he's scoring the goals. I hope he does get another one. I've sort of jumped on the Pukki bandwagon. I know Ohms doesn't like him much, but good for him, and um, hopefully he'll get another goal. Leicester against Bournemouth, another two teams who haven't had the most steady start. I've tipped Leicester only because they're at home for this one, and um, I think they'll take it. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you on this one. Leicester at home. 
I think with, with with the power of their with their home fans and these two teams not exactly flowing as they as they should. I know Leicester's very high up in the ladder at the moment, but if if you look at the games that they're winning, it's not it's not the best of performances, but they're winning, and I think that's what matters at the end of the day. It you can put in a bad performance and get away with three points. I think you're a better team to do that. So if only they find their groove and put in the performances of less of the Premier League winning Leicester, um, there might be a bit of a tough competition this year. Yeah, uh, well, three points in games you don't play well in are more important than three points that you play well in. I think if you win the ones you're not playing well, the other ones are going to come. Exactly. Uh, the next game, Fats, we've got Liverpool against Burnley. Liverpool away from home. Uh, Burnley haven't started the season too badly, but um, we keep talking about that attacking three. I think Liverpool's got too much in the bag in this one. European champions, obviously. Uh, I don't think they've been tested yet this season. I don't think they'll be tested in Burnley. The only issue I have with this game is Burnley. Now, Liverpool is is considered one of the deadliest attacks in Europe. Okay, even in football. But Burnley have slowly started to adapt and build this parking the bus situation. Now, the previous Liverpool, the one with the Suarez, the Coutinho, the Sturridge, they struggled to break down these types of defensive teams. Now, Klopp's Liverpool is a, is a hell of a lot different. Whether Burnley play like that, they play that whole defensive park the bus and hope for the long ball and headers and corners and etc. etc. I'd if they play like that, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as it could be. Now, if Liverpool do get an early goal, 10 minutes, 20 minutes in, I reckon it can open the floodgates for Liverpool, work their way into the second half, build it, grab the three points. But if this game goes into halftime nil all or as a draw, I think the pressure might start to build on Liverpool. But I did tip Liverpool to win this. Um, considering the talent they have, like you said, European champions. If there is a park the bus situation here, we could be in for a very, very annoying night for Liverpool fans. Uh, Everton against the Wolves. I've tipped the Wolves to win this one. I mean, I had Wolves in my top six. Um, I'm going to tip them until halfway through the season if if, if I don't realise that you know they're not going to be up there. Um, but Everton haven't been crash hot. Um, fingers crossed Wolves do take this one. I've got this as a draw. Um, now, I did tip Wolves to be up there in the Premier League table as well. Um, only because they're away and Everton not finding their groove but slowly making progress in the team. I think Wolves away become a bit more less attack potent. They become more uh, trying to adjust to the stadium that they're in, adjust to the team that they're playing and haven't they haven't gelled as, as good as I expected them to. Now, this team just got promoted into the Premier League last year. Okay, Not only did they give some of the big teams a run for their money, they're playing Europa League this year. So the achievement that this team has done, I know they spent a lot of money. They, they, they're trying to build a team that potentially might win the Premier League. Not the same as Leicester, but maybe compete with teams like Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, United. But they got a bit to go, and I think this this gelling situation for the early part of the season might just take a bit longer than expected. That's why I'm just going with the draw with this one. Yeah, fair enough. I think it could go both ways. Um, I think mine's more hopeful than it is realistic, really. Uh, and the final game, 
Arsenal hosting Tottenham. I've actually got this one as a draw. What you said last week affected me. That's um, with Arsenal not showing up in big games. I mean, they're at home. Uh, Tottenham did lose last week. They um, they haven't had the greatest start. So I've gone with a draw in this game. I know I did say Arsenal don't perform in big games, but they do perform against Tottenham. Now, last year, we had the same scenario. Arsenal not performing their greatest. But as soon as Tottenham came, they walked away with 4-2 victors. So I think... Arsenal's transfers, um, the way they're sort of gelling at the moment at the Emirates, they, they, they're getting there. Maybe um, we can't judge them on their performance against Liverpool because Liverpool always beat Arsenal for some reason at Anfield. It's just that whole atmosphere. Um, but I've gone with Arsenal the victors here. I think Tottenham's um, issues are going to get a bit more bigger, a bit more problematic for this team considering that they are finalists last year in the Champions League. Um, they haven't... They haven't been the team that they were last year. They were getting the results, especially against Newcastle. They were beating teams like Newcastle 4 or 5 nil. But they're just not doing that at the moment. And I think uh, a loss against Newcastle bring their morale down. And I, if they get battered to Arsenal in a, in a, in a North London derby... I think Tottenham's going to have a bit of issues. Oh, well, they could use this game to turn it around too. So They, they could. I did have them as um, second on my table, um, Tottenham. They're, I reckon, a loss here, and they're going to sort of make me start doubting that. Yeah, unfortunately, I had them in second as well. And um, shout out to JJ, who said that our, our tips at the start of the season were a bit whacked out. Um, yeah, I'd have to start doubting Tottenham. And just to wrap up our EPL uh, predictions, Fats, I'm just going to read out Ohm's ones. Ohm's is a little bit weird. I mean, I don't think we have any in common this week. So for Southampton against Man United, he's tipped Southampton to win. Uh, He has tipped Crystal Palace to beat Aston Villa. He's tipped Chelsea to beat Sheffield United. He has tipped Watford to beat Newcastle. Man City to beat Brighton. Uh, he's tipped West Ham and Norwich to draw, Leicester and Bournemouth to draw. He's got Liverpool beating Burnley. He's got Everton beating the Wolves and Tottenham beating Arsenal. Disagreeing with me on that last one? Uh, he's disagreed with me on all of them, actually. We don't have a single tip that's the same. Well, we're just going to have to wait for the results to come in and either he's going to put it on us or we're going to put it on him. Yeah, hopefully it's the other way around because mine and yours match up a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Okay, Fats, let's uh, touch up on the other leagues for this weekend. Let's start with La Liga. What have you got there? Yeah, La Liga, we've got the three main in action. You've got Osasuna hosting Barcelona, which is Sunday 1 a.m. our time. Uh, Atletico Madrid hosting Iba. Uh, Villarreal hosting Real Madrid. Now, Real Madrid um, away from home. I don't think it's going to be as easy as they think it is. So we're going to have to see if Zidane can pull his little magic out, maybe... Um, use the, the the big money spenders that it, that that they were, and put all those players on the field, and let's see how we go. Well, they got to start showing something because they've got a bit of a killer group in the in the Champions That's League. That's right. I reckon trying to put themselves in more of a comfortable position in La Liga might be Zidane's um, little savior to focus on for the um, four straight Champions Leagues. Mm-hmm. Now. Bundesliga, we've got the two main also in action. Bayern hosting Mainz. That's tomorrow night at 11.30pm. And Dortmund away to Union Berlin. Now, both these teams have big wins last week. Um, I, I, I don't see any losses or any shocks this week in the Bundesliga between those two. Do you see Coutinho starting this week? Um, maybe making an appearance. Um, I don't know if the, the coach is under pressure to 
to glorify Coutinho at the moment. At home, maybe give him 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It won't hurt him. So we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, it'll be good to see him in a red shirt and hopefully um, start off finally. Yeah, and um, Turkish Super League games, who's playing? Uh, we've got Gala against uh, Kayseri Sport. Now, Galatasaray haven't had the greatest start. We've been talking about this all week. That Falcao transfer hasn't happened. I, mean, I don't think it will happen. Uh, we talk, we discussed this on Tuesday and it um, doesn't look like it's going to be happening. Um, are they going to find some new blood to bring in as a striker? I don't know. But um, Kayseri Sport have proven throughout the seasons that they're not really a pushover team. Away from home, Galatasaray doesn't really perform. Um Let's see how they go. Besiktas is uh, hosting Rizespor. Now they've got two home games in a row. They played at home last week. Uh, should be an okay game for them. Um, Rize has lost, you know, some some big plays from last season. So uh, should be an easy win. And we've got a derby this week. We've got Fenerbahce playing Trabzonspor. Uh, look, historically, Fenerbahce generally beat Trabzon, um, especially at home. There's a bit of bad blood between the two teams. So it's a good game to check out for this weekend. Yeah, I reckon Fener will continue with their high-flying start. Unless there's any issues, as we've all seen in the Turkish league, that there can be players losing their head or crowds launching things into the stadium, I think Fener should be fine and walk away with the three points here. Yep. Now let's get into the big one, Champions League. The Champions League draws were done this morning for us and on our time. Um, so let's have a look at the group stages. All right, now let's start off with Group A. Now this is sort of a, a bad situation for us being Galatasaray supporters. Yeah, definitely. Now I don't think it would be called the Group of Death um, but I think it would be called a group of pretty much fucking disaster for Galatasaray. <laughs> That's the easiest way to call I, it. I mean, look, let's be realistic. With the start that Galatasaray has had this season, I mean, you could stick them into a pool with all the, you know, the the fourth pool teams and still going to be a disaster group for them. Yeah, they probably wouldn't even top that at the moment, <laughs> the way they're playing. Now, Group A has uh, sorry, PSG, uh, Real Madrid, Club Bruges and Galatasaray. Now, I reckon the two big teams that stand out there, obviously, is PSG and Real Madrid. Um, you would you would have to be, you would have to know the future or a crazy man to pick another two teams to come out of that besides PSG and Real Madrid. I think a lot of it lies on, as we talked um, off air, the Neymar move. Is he going to move to Real Madrid? Uh, I think it's UEFA's dream if, if he moves to Real Madrid, considering the straw. But all signs are pointing towards Barcelona at the moment. Um, I think if Neymar does leave, it it would sort of balance it out. Um, PSG is more of a a gelled team. Zidane's still going through a phase. He's bought all these new players. They're trying to figure out what's best for everyone. They are winning games. and It's not like they're getting hammered every single game. They are winning games. But they're not the Real Madrid that we saw. And we're used to, yeah. That's right. Now, this is Zidane's return to the Champions League without Ronaldo. He went three times straight with Ronaldo. Um, whether he's going to get a fourth straight, it's going to sh- it's going to prove what type of coach he is. Do I think they're going to go fourth straight? No. Do I think they're going to be finalists? Not really. Um, semi-finalists? Maybe. If they're lucky... Um, but in my opinion, it was Ronaldo. It was his effect, Mr. Champions League, that got him to those stages, that got him to those trophies. Um, I see them finishing off second in the group, um, PSG topping it off, Neymar or Neymarless. Um, 
I would be hopeful that Gars that I can get your Europa League spot. Yeah. Um, no proper transfers, no proper um, playing method at the moment, I should say. I hope they reach Europa League, but I just can't see it. No, unfortunately, I don't see it either. Look, I'm not going to be like super negative here. Um, Galatasaray have played well in the past against teams like Real Madrid, uh, but they generally lose against teams that aren't so hard. So I think Club Bruges will be giving them a good run, um, especially away from home. Yeah, because uh, that's their first game. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see Galatasaray, in all honesty, leaving the group. Yeah, but Galatasaray that played Real Madrid, what was it, four years ago, five years ago? I think it was a 2012, 2013 season. If when I'm they had not. Drogba, when they and had Schneider. Schneider. In fact, Tenen was still coach around that time. Yep. Yeah, they were playing good because they had these players. Do you honestly think that they're going to play good against Real Madrid, considering Real Madrid spent what? 200 million pounds, no. 250 million pounds, no. even at Istanbul? No, definitely so not. We're going to be hoping for a bad scenario for Real Madrid. I mean, but as soon as we concede one goal, it usually ends up being 5 1, 6 1, 7 1, and it always happens. Yeah. So a win, and if they can beat Club Bruges both games, I mean, and, and Club Bruges hopefully doesn't get a win against the, the top two teams there then hopefully a Europa League spot for them and something that they need. Uh, I think it's it's an achievement for Galatasaray to be even in there. I mean, they haven't done anything um, besides being champions last season in the Turkish League. But when you're in such a financial situation as they are, I mean, what do we look at before the game? 30 million euros just to qualify into the Champions League? Well, it'll be 15, but with Başakşehir not making it i believe i believe the pot ends up going to the team that made it yeah so or a, a, a proportion of it anyway so mm. what are we talking 20 million euros plus for a team that's struggling i mean that's that's decent money it is decent money but it's it's up to the club how they're going to use that money mm-hmm. do they use it to pay off the debt they have or invest in the future i mean the debt that they ha- debt that they have is is way too high to be paid off with champions league qualifi- qualifying money so um, maybe not the greatest start to the season. See how it goes towards the end, but you're strengthening up your team to try and at least you know top finish. I uh, finish top four next uh, in that season. Yeah, I think their aim is four points. Yeah, their aim is four points. One away from Bruges, three points at Istanbul. And any surprises on the uh, against Real Madrid and PSG, I think will be happily I, taken. I reckon as soon as we saw PSG and Real Madrid, we gave up twelve points. Mm-hmm. Every pretty much every fan across the world for a Galatasaray supporter gave up twelve points. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a team like Paris Saint Germain or Real Madrid are going to go. We're going to worry about coming to Istanbul after, if especially if they lose to Bruges, mm-hmm. Bruges away. Um, do you have PSG topping it? I do have PSG topping it um, with or without Neymar. I know Real Madrid's made some transfers, but. I don't know. I feel like Real Madrid is missing that spark this season. The Ronaldo effect. Yeah. Uh, but I, to be honest, I didn't feel it as bad last season. Um, I think it's worse this season. I feel like there's something really missing in Real Madrid this season. You can see Ronaldo wasn't there last year. Yeah. You can clearly see it. And you can see when the fans started to make transfers, who they were calling out, the type of players that they were calling out, Mbappe, Hazard. I know they haven't got Mbappe, but when Hazard was being unveiled, you can see some of the supporters chanting his name. Mm-hmm. So they they are missing that they are missing Ronaldo. There's there's no ifs, there's no buts. You can be a delusional Real Madrid fan. They are missing Ronaldo, and he's irreplaceable. Let's face it. Yeah, you can you you can even sign Messi. 
to Real Madrid. You're not going to have the Ronaldo effect. Why? Because they're, they're two different styles of attacking players. That's right. So, yeah, PSG to top, Real Madrid second. I'm going Bruges third and Garcetti fourth, unfortunately. Yeah, um, just, to, just to touch up as well with the draw, I don't know if you saw it, Fats, but they are... Uh they interviewed Ronaldo and Messi, and um, Ronaldo was talking about how lucky he is to have Messi beside him and competing for the last 15 years together. Talked about how Messi's pushed him in his career. It was um, quite funny that he stated that they've never actually been out to dinner together. Can you blame them? I mean, they're, they're focusing on becoming the greatest players of all time. I mean, from what I've heard about Ronaldo, he's not really the funnest guy to hang out with, so... Oh, look, at the end of the day, he's going to retire one day and Messi's going to retire one day. I'm pretty sure these two will get together, either become pundits or become part of charity games where they can actually play together, even even if they somehow both end up in the States playing for the, um, David Beckham's new team. Mm-hmm. Somehow, can you even just watching him at that age will be or, amazing. Or even seeing them coach two teams against each other I think would be quite exciting to watch. Well, when... When Portugal won the Euros, when Ronaldo came off injured, you can see what he did on the sidelines. You can see that he has that that love for sort of directing players. Now, whether he's got the knowledge behind him to know what tactics, to know um, to know what player fits where, to make transfers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, we're going to have to wait and see until they retire. But at the way he's traveling and the way he looks, I think he can play for another ten years. He's outrunning some youngsters. He's out, um, outperforming some youngsters and the strength that he has in the air is just unbelievable still at the moment. Uh, moving on to Group B, we have Bayern Munich, Tottenham Hotspurs, Olympiacos, and forgive me if I say this wrong, Sylvena Zvezda. Zvezda. Now, again, I reckon it's sort of similar to gr- Group A. Um, two the, big powerhouses. Two there. big powerhouses. Olympiacos returning to the Champions League. Um, I think Bayern Munich one and two. Um, simple as that. Tottenham Hotspur, like we said with um, with our predictions, they're not exactly the team that they were. And Bayern Munich in the group stages. It also helps Bayern Munich that the Bundesliga isn't like the Premier League. Now Tottenham Hotspur, we just saw lost to Newcastle. So that's three points. So they still need to focus on the Premier League to to ensure that they're making Champions League. You know, do Tottenham expect to win the um, Champions League? I don't. I don't think Tottenham Tottenham fans don't. They're hopeful that they can, but I, I just don't see them doing what they did last year. Yeah. Um. So I reckon Bayern Munich one and two. I agree with you. Uh, I don't think Olympiacos is going to um, surprise anyone here. I mean, I saw some of their um, qualifying games actually and. They're having some problems. I mean, one of their, I can't remember who his name is, but one of their big stars is out for most of the season. Um, they haven't replaced him. So I don't see Olympiacos, you know, troubling that first two. It'll be a Bayern Munich, Tottenham Hotspur out. Uh, but I think Olympiacos will take the Europa League spot. Yeah, I reckon Olympiacos will take the Europa League spot. Now, the new Cubans from Serbia, they only managed to get in with two draws beating young boys. So I think they're just going to relish their time in the Champions League. And enjoy it. <laughs> you know, like Galatasaray's taking that same seat. So... Guys, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. You're going to be visiting Munich. You're going to be seeing England. So, whether you can, you got nothing to lose. Yeah. You can play that game with absolutely nothing to lose. You you walk away with a point at Olympiacos or shot Tottenham somehow. You never know. Yeah, you could be heading. You could be heading for that third spot. Yeah. Yeah, you right. could be. Uh, moving on to Group C, we have got the Premier League champions, Manchester City, tied up with Shakhtar. 
Dinamo Zagreb and from Italy, Atalanta. Ah, first time for them in the Champions League, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, and um, for some reason, Manchester City always seem to find the easy groups. That is, yeah, when you look at that on paper, it's quite easy for Man City. But um, second place, what do you think? Shakhtar to take it out? I think Shakhtar will take it out. I mean, last year they did beat City, cause a bit of an upset there. Um, but... I reckon Zagreb fighting, Zagreb and Atalanta fighting for that third spot. I'm going to go with Atalanta for that third spot. I think they could surprise. There's a lot of, you know, I think there'd be a lot of excitement to be in the Champions League for the first time. And yeah, and they finished strong in the Italian League last year. So, um, yeah, it could be anything between those two. Yeah, and Fats, when you're talking uh, a Champions League spot from the Serie A against a uh, Croatian team, no offence to their league, but um, it's at a much higher level. Yeah, and um, I don't think anyone will catch Man City in this group. Nah. Clean, um, away from home and at home, you know, they should be okay. Guardiola gets the job done. Uh, moving on to Group D. Now, this this can be sort of a bit of a battle, but I do believe um, Juventus and Atletico Madrid will take out one and two, whichever order you prefer as well. What do you think? Who's going to take out one? Um, the, the issue that I have here is you've got two defensive teams. Now, last year... It was Ronaldo, the Ronaldo effect again. Um, Atletico Madrid walked away hammering Juve across the pitch um, when they visited them in, in Spain. But then Ronaldo came up with a hat-trick. Now, group stage is different to knockout stages. You know, when a lot more is on the line, you do get players like Ronaldo stepping up. Um I think it will depend on how they go at Leverkusen, to be honest. Um, I do believe that Juventus and Atletico will walk away with the three points at Lokomotiv Moscow. Um, but Bayern Leverkusen at Germany, maybe snatch a draw, grab two points off um, Atletico Madrid or Juventus can sort of determine one and two. Yeah, uh, it's definitely going to be one that you have to watch out. Uh, I don't know if it's some a voice inside me saying that Atletico is going to finish top of that group. Well, they did. They made the better transfers this year. They got Felix. They got. I'm not going to say Morata's the best transfer is the best striker that they have, but it, he seems to be just putting the ball in the net at the moment for Atletico. And it, it's just depth in the in the substitutions. Yeah. So um, we're, look, I'm, I might agree with you here. I think Ronaldo appears more towards the knockout stages rather than the group stages. Um, I reckon Atletico might top the group, um, followed by Juve. It could be a very close one that one. Yeah. Um, well, I reckon Leverkusen to finish third on that group as well. Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't see Locomotive coming out of that group. Yep. Uh, group E. Now we've got the European holders. Champions. The holders and the champions. <laughs> uh, Liverpool teaming up with Napoli again, um, followed by Salzburg and Genk. Now, I'm just going to say it same as the, uh, some of the other groups. I think Genk will just be, part, just be happy to be participating in this group at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm just going to stick with it. Liverpool, the champions, to finish top of that group. Now... When they versed Napoli last year, it was an absolute amazing save by Allison that kept them in the Champions League, and it was against Napoli. So I think Liverpool have learned from that. The way Liverpool are playing at the moment might get the job done and finish top of the group this one. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty confident with Liverpool finishing top of that. Um, I, I don't know. Like you said, I mean, you just look at the pots and you say Genk's going to finish last, but I, I think that they could make an upset against Salz, uh, Salzburg there and we'll just have to wait and see what happens. 
Yeah, we're just going to have to wait. Now, Napoli is led by Carlo Ancelotti, so he is familiar with the Premier League. He is familiar with the way Liverpool play. And all. So I'm hoping that we are in for that blockbuster game that we were last year. Now, moving on to what I believe, I'm not too sure if you're the same with me here, Group F. This is my opinion, the group of death. I think it's the, it's it's the death of of Praha, then. Yeah, you do feel slack for one of the teams in this group. Now it does consist of FC Barcelona. You got Borussia Dortmund, Internazionale, and Slavia Praha. Now, how are those three teams not in the same pool? Well, Barcelona has been in the Champions League. Always pop one at the moment, <laughs> yeah. considering you're messy like. Um, Dortmund have been going up and down between Group One and Group, uh, sorry, Pot One and Pot Two. Um, Inter's welcome back to the Champions League. It's been a long time coming for them. I reckon um, the transfers that they've done. They've got a good team this year. They've got a good team. Whether Alexis Sanchez is going to bring them down like he did at Manchester United, we'll have to wait and find out. Um, but led by Antonio Conte. Um, I think they're going to be a bit of an annoying team for Barcelona and Dortmund. Do you see them finishing on top of Dortmund? That's a hard one. Um, Inter, Conte, I, it just spells defensive. I know they won 4-0 in their Serie A opening game, but whether Lukaku can overpower and get his way into the Champions League like he's... like like. Like if we see the type of Lukaku that we saw against in, in sorry in Manchester United's games, um, I don't think that they they will be aiming for wins here. I think they're going to be aiming to just snatch a point out of Germany and hope for the best in Italy. Um, Dortmund, I reckon too fast, too gelled. I, I reckon Dortmund might even give Barcelona a bit of a push for first spot here. Um, now Barcelona are Messi-less and Suarez. Oh, actually Suarez will be back soon, but Messi-less is out for a month. Um, whether Dortmund capitalise on that, I'm not too sure. But like I said before, speed, Dortmund just have that at the moment. And I did tip them to win the Bundesliga, so I wouldn't mind an upset at, at the Nou Camp against Barcelona. Yeah, I think Milan's got their names written on a Europa League spot there myself. So It would be an absolute amazing shock if it was Dortmund first. Inter second, Barcelona third. Oh, definitely. Do you see um, Slavia Praha picking up a point? Um, maybe at home. A draw. Hoping for a red card somewhere. <laughs> um, or, or the team doesn't show up that day and you get three points off a yeah, forfeit. <laughs> flight, is, the flight is delayed or some problems with the engine or anything like that. Um, even um, you can see a post on our on our Facebook page of when that team got drawn and the, their representatives there couldn't help themselves from laughing. Well, what else do you do, right? That, it's exactly right. What else can you do? I mean, you, you, you got a choice of crying or laughing. I'm going to take laughing. I reckon some of the players will be happy happy to actually go to Germany to see that yellow wall that Dortmund has to go to the new camp and experience 98,000 or 90 plus thousand um, and go to Inter and play at the San Siro so I reckon they're just in for a, an interesting six games here um, playing against the best in the world possibly fighting for um, Messi's shirt but I can't see them grabbing a point unfortunately and just enjoy it just enjoy it guys just enjoy it <laughs> Um, moving on to the last two groups, Group G. We've got Zenit, Benfica, Lyon and RB Leipzig. Now, I would say this is the undergroups, uh, not undergroups, underdogs group. Now, we don't 
we do have the Russian champions in there, but I don't think they're going to be as strong as what they what they can grind out back in the days. Um, now Benfica is there, but Benfica, I'm not too sure if you know or not, has this curse on them that they believe is on them, which is not to perform in Europe. Now. I reckon with the team that's available in this group, I reckon Leipzig's going to take this out. They just got the money. They got the power. They're doing well in the Bundesliga. Um, Leipzig to take it out. Leon to follow through. And I reckon Zenit and Benfica will fight for third and fourth. Well, you're going with um, pot three and four to take out this group. I, I, It's just one of those groups where they can be pot four and pot three. But the team power that they have, the only reason why Leipzig is in pot four is because they haven't been in the Champions League as often or even ever. I think um, I think the teams in this group have have gotten it pretty good. Um, they're pretty lucky. I mean, when you look at it, no offense to Zenit, but when you're looking at that first pot, it's probably the team that I'd want to play up against. Oh, hundred um, percent. And in, and Benfica in that second pot is probably the team that you want to go up against as well. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think if you just swapped Leipzig and Slavia Braha from Group F, that would be an absolute killer of a group because. Leipzig isn't, isn't exactly the pushover squad. So I think with them being in a group, newcom- newcomers to the Champions League, I think that's going to help them progress to the group sta- uh, to the knockout stage, just to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go against you on this one, Fats. I'm going to say Benfica is going to finish first. Um, even though they the thing that you mentioned I didn't know about. And I'm going to go with Leon in um, in second. I just can't see Benfica doing Champions League anymore. I I, I just see them as a Euro- Europa League team. Mm. So, um, yeah, difference of views on that one. So we're going to see how those six games go. Let's see how it plays out. And final finally, the, yeah, the final group now. Um, Chelsea, Ajax, Valencia and Lille. Now, if I was Frank Lampard, whatever... If you sacrificed a lamb to get this group, good on you because I think this is the best group that you can possibly hope for at the moment. Oh, look, Ajax is a, is, is a tough opponent, but... Um, I think compared to Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Borussia <laughs> Dortmund, I think Napoli. you would prefer... Napoli, you <laughs> would prefer Ajax. Now, Ajax, they are, they are a good team. Okay, they are a young team, but they did lose players. They lost a lot of players, That's, yeah. They lost some pretty heavy players. Now, whether they're going to replicate that same performance that they did last year, just missing out the Champions League final, we're going to have to wait and see. They did qualify for the Champions League through the playoffs. Um, but I think, as like I said, as a, as a Chelsea supporter myself, I, I think that's the best group that you can hope for. Yeah, but... um. Also, look, no offense to you, Fats, but Chelsea hasn't had the greatest start to the season as well. So um, I think it's the best outcome for Chelsea, but they could be pushed here. Um, Look, they do have youngsters in their team. I'm not expecting them to top the group off. Um, I would like for them to finish first. Um, But with Tammy Abraham, Mount, and all these players don't having, sorry, not having Champions League experience, I think it's just going to be one of those. We're going to have to grind out the results. We're going to have to hit into that spirit that Frank Lampard himself had when Chelsea was in the Champions League. Now, it it is the best possible scenario group, I think, but they are still strong squads. I mean, Valencia can shock you in Spain. Lille can shock you in France. And they've got a lot of new transfers, Lille. That's right. So um, what do you reckon? Uh, look... I'm expecting Chelsea to leave that group. It'll be it'll be rude not to expect anything, uh, anything but Chelsea. Uh, you know, top that group. As you said, Ajax is you know not the team that they were last season. Um, 
I think Lille's going to cause some upsets. I don't know if it's it's realistic or if it's me. I've to- I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm sort of a Lille supporter this season. Uh, I want to see Lille finish in that third spot at least and, and grab themselves a Europa League spot. Uh, yeah, I, to be honest, I can see that. I mean, with Valencia, they are their away record isn't the greatest, but with the teams that are in this group, any shot can happen, to be honest. And we're ready to wrap up another episode, Fats. This is episode five. I'm just glad we made it this far, to be honest. Now, before we um, come off air, I just want to remind you guys about our competition. We are running a competition. You can find the details on our Facebook page. We are giving away two copies of FIFA 20 on a console of your choice. Uh, all you have to do is jump on our Facebook page, like it, uh, tag a friend that you would absolutely smash in FIFA, and um, we'll be doing the draw in the next two weeks. We will contact the winners to find out how we're going to post it to them. Now, Fats, one of the problems that we're having um, about this is a lot of people are liking our Instagram page. Yes, that doesn't exactly make you eligible. I mean, which um, it does say like us on Facebook um, and comment on Facebook. So if you're on Instagram, try to make your way to the Facebook page so it does make you eligible and hopefully your name will get picked up then. And uh, good luck to everybody who's entering that competition. Uh, that wraps up episode five for us, Fats. And um, to our listeners... Until next week, stay offside. Yeah, thank you very much for listening.